I'm suiting up! Welcome to Doctor 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard ranked ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Nicolias and Major Death. So let's roll into last week's poll question. We we did end up getting a poll question. I, yes. I, I, we came up with one, I put it out right when the episode went live, and we had 19 votes. We asked, how much do you look at statistics on individual cards when you're evaluating a, a card? And we had a three-way tie. 26.3% said not at all, said not very often, and sometimes. And 21% said almost always. So it seems like we're not necessarily looking at statistics a lot when trying to evaluate cards, at least our audience. Uh, so that's that's interesting. I I would I guess I was expecting that there would be more people in the sometimes or almost always uh, based on if you're listening to podcasts and things like that. But uh, yeah, that was that was kind of interesting. Did, did those numbers surprise you guys at all? Or um, kind of. I mean, I'm not shocked at the not at all. I mean, I feel like if people are like me, I kind of net deck it so i kind of don't really necessarily look at cards and what their perceived win rate is i just will grab someone's deck and try to learn how to play it as is and maybe flip a change here or there but yeah that's kind of how i play i'm in the not very often camp uh basically because i can do it without looking at hs replay um i don't really like if, if it's an interesting thing like the battle rage you know you know sure i'll take a look and see if 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 i was playing that deck how my stats were lining up but if it's um just a general card that's in my deck i'm finding it's consistently underperforming like that's something i can recognize and deal with without having to like go to hs replay and see if other people are having the same issues there you go. So, so maybe our audience is as good as at that as you are, and so that's why that, <laughs> that that's why that number is way up there. But in in any event, I thank everybody for giving us their thoughts on that. We're gonna have a poll question. We have a poll question for this week's episode already, so we will tell you what it is at the end of the show, and uh, look for you to uh, to respond back with your thoughts. Awesome. So we'll move on to news for the week. Blizzard holds Hearthstone 2020 Summit last week. Several community members tweeted that big things were coming in 2020. Froden had the biggest take, uh, and that's in quotation marks. (laughs) Yes. Still in shock after hearing what's planned for the uh, app Play Hearthstone 2020. The developers remain as passionate as ever. They haven't given up on the game. Not even close. If they can ex- execute, this will cement Hearthstone for the next decade for new, returning, and veteran players. When do us normals get to find out? Pretty soon. They didn't have everything 100% prepared, so obviously it's not ready for the public to see, but they gave us a rough timeline of what's happening. I don't want to get in trouble and promise a date on their behalf, but the closest thing I will say will be very soon. So, also that uh, second part, or that first part of the tweet, 
Uh, there were a bunch of people who retweeted the exact <laughs> same thing about cementing Hearthstone for the next decade. So um, I don't know if Frodan came up that with that part of it on his own. I Either that or they were just memeing on him for, for having that big a take as far as that but i i like how he refers to himself as one of us normals there and like you just sat through learning about everything that's happening in the future or for the upcoming year and now you're also going to say no i don't know anything i'm sitting back waiting to find out like you guys are so that felt a bit disingenuous but he's already aboard that hype train dude he's the freaking captain of that ship Yep, a good-looking, sharply dressed captain. Of it's that true. Ship. If he was my captain, I'd feel pretty good. I think. <laughs> if it was like an airplane, I might feel a little bit worse. But I mean, if he was like the captain of my Hearthstone team, yeah, sure, I'd feel pretty all right about that. Anyways, next up we have Out of Cards shares the cards they will miss from the Year of the Raven. So, <coughs> excuse me, guys. Um, for those of you who aren't keeping up, that the next set that comes out will rotate out the Year of the Raven. So we will be losing the Witchwood, the Boomsday Project, and Rostakhan's Rumble. And, you know, I don't feel like much of Rostakhan's Rumble will be missed. <laughs> That's like my biggest takeaway. I found... I was just kind of browsing through some of the cards before we started. I'm like, there are a few more cards, but none of the cards seem really stand out um, besides Hakar, because I do love Hakar. So, now and forever. I think uh, Ross Sons Rumble had Shivala, mm-hmm. Spirit of the Shark, Spirit of the Frog, and then just Hunter. Like, I don't think there was anything else. Yeah, I mean, they did get Springpaw, and at one point in time, Master's Call was good. I mean, it was busted. There's definitely, looking back at some of these cards, there was a lot of cards that I played before the Year of the Dragon came out, and like, like, as the Year of the Dragon has come out, this fourth, fifth, and sixth set, it feels like the cards from these three sets have seen fewer lesser and lesser play there there's still cards i'm going to miss in here though and and like not just not just in rastakhan's rumble but across all of them i mean we've talked about shutterwalk shutterwalk's leaving from the witchwood we've got mm-hmm. you know we've got three hero cards that are going to be leaving that were uh pretty impactful i would say uh for a majority of the last two years I, I feel like Hagatha maybe was the least impactful, or maybe I maybe I'm forgetting. But obviously, uh, uh, Doctor Boom was was pretty uh, was pretty impactful for quite a long time, and, and Zul Jin. I, I feel like there was, you know, you were specifically trying to play as many spells as you could just to get. Uh, a ton of value out of Zul'jin and you were building decks around him if you were playing Hunter. Yeah, I mean, I feel... I don't know. I mean, I feel like uh, Hagatha has a lot more value long-term, but obviously Zul'jin has more 
benefit right now. Like, he basically refills your board in hand. It felt like he ended the game a lot of times, whereas Hagatha, I think, just kind of gave you this value engine that allowed you to keep playing yeah. almost indefinitely, it felt like. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, the difference between the power levels of their battle cries was huge, right? Right. Yeah. But in, th- in that same vein, same can be said for the value of their hero power. Like, Zul'jin, you, ne- you didn't play Zul'jin for the hero power because right. it was trash. It was the exact same thing as the hunter hero power, uh, except you could target it, but it was still going face 90% of the time. Whereas Hagatha's was... This is why you're playing Hagatha. You're not really like the board clear is cool and all, but you're playing it mm-hmm. for the hero power. Um, as to your point about seeing less of these cards being played over time, uh, I mean it was a pretty concerted effort from the Hearthstone team to kind of power down the sets that were coming out after uh, the absurdity that was Year of the Mammoth. Um, with Ungoro, Frozen Throne, and Kobos and Catacombs being, you know, pretty ridiculous. Um, And then we've had kind of a gradual increase in power of the sets being released this year in the Year of the Dragon with, like, Rise of Shadows being moderately powerful, um, Saviors of Voldoom being even more powerful, and then Design of Dragons being one of the most busted sets we've ever seen, you know? In my opinion, I think it's the second most just behind uh, Kobos and Catacombs. Mm-hmm. Um, so as, as these more powerful sets have come up, these uh, Raven cards have seen less and less play. You know, I think the only one that has really seen consistent play from start to finish is Zilliax. And, you know, Snip Snap was introduced like not even a year ago. And Bakugan were already rotated, so I feel I feel like Life Drinker deserves to be mentioned. Then there, Life Drinker seen pretty consistent play from its the start to finish. I think Life Drinker is the best bad card I've ever seen. Like so many people said, this card was so bad, and it has shown up just about everywhere. Yeah. It just sort of does its thing, right? I mean, it, it, it can slot in in a number of different places. Even though it's understated for the mana cost, it's still just being able to go over taunts with damage and, and can be, you know, it gets to be multiplied by, like, the, the, the Shaman Quest or any of these sorts of things and, you know, gives reach to classes that don't maybe have reach and it's just yeah it's it's it, it's crazy how it seems like it's the card that people take out right away but then it always kind of follows finds its way right back in there a lot i mean of it's three damage immediately that heals you for three and leaves a three damage body on board a three three and on board so i mean i feel like it checks a lot of boxes and seems like it's pretty easy to slot in a lot of the times especially if you're going to be going aggressive oh for sure i'm just saying like it's amazing how how the opinion of that card has changed over time you know at first it was trash and then it was well it's just used for shutterwalk combo decks and now it's actually being seen you know as much play as even though shutterwalk's not really a deck anymore yeah so i don't know um that's really yeah i feel like dr boom 
I miss Dr. Boom at seven, but, but alas, you know, that's fine. I'm not going to try for Dr. Boom. He had his time. It makes much more sense with him at seven mana. The joke is gone. Um... But, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna miss Hunmaster Shaw. That that okay. was a card I really liked, and like I I was able to get him uh, in my free to play account, and like he's he just helped make a hunter viable. Like until it got all these really busted cards over this last year, it just it just it, he was like in that first set of cards that kind of really brought I think hunter into viability not just at the low levels of of the ladder but up near near legend and into legend ranked i just remember the ridiculousness of uh cube death rattle hunter with him if you were able to get him in a cube and then trigger the death rattle on the cube so you started just spawning hot master shots so everyone gets rush all the time it was I love. I do enjoy Han Master Shaw. He was a fun, definitely a fun card. I'm glad the rush mechanic was introduced into Witchwood, and um, I don't think we're going to see really Echo anymore after this. But Rush will continue on. Magnetic's pretty much dead. So Overkill. No one really is really too concerned about overkill. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot that was a mechanic. Holy crap, it's so <laughs> <Yeah>. bad. <laughs> that, that, that is a thing. That, uh, oh, that, that mechanic that was so bad. <laughs> I mean, the only the only thing that, like, I think the thing that, it was baited arrow and then blast wave might have been the other thing. When odd mage was a thing, like blast yeah. mage. Blast wave yeah, saw some. There were for sure more, but I think those were the only... Oh no! I'm talking about the ones that saw play. Yeah, yeah. The first remember the first one people kind of got hyped for was self race. The four. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) It's six man. It's sixteen damage, guys. Like, come on. (laughs) Exactly. That's sixteen damage over four turns. Uh, Too bad you can't overkill when you're swinging at the face. You can, actually. but it's pointless. But I've seen there was a Troden thing, but like that uh five three pirate that when you overkill you draw two cards. Oh yeah. Uh where the opponent was at like four life and the person was at like ze- one or two life with no cards in deck and he oh, overkilled no. and killed himself as well. <laughs> oh no. That's hilarious. And he had another minion on board, so he could have killed him with the other guy. <laughs> What a cocky, Oops. yeah, Oops. mechanical Oops. mistake. Otherwise, or they were trying to do that. One of the yeah. two. Okay, so let's move on to our main to top, our main topic, and we kind of wanted to step back and go over what the meta looks like now that Galcron's Awakening's been out for two weeks. So we just kind of wanted to go over what we're seeing. Um, each class playing and we're just going to go down alphabetically and start with druid so druid i hear you like druid yeah i hear you like druid token i i apologize sincerely for uh uh, ever doubting mulch muncher i'm sorry 
Yeah, I didn't think this would be a thing, but um, hydroponic. Thank you, er, thank you, thank you, Hearthstone community for making Daring Alkaline eat some Kroa on the Mulch Muncher. Yes, thank you. Aeroponics turned out really good. They gave a lot of support to Token Druid, and I didn't put it together, but um, so what? It took a buff, yeah, two round of nerves. Animated expansion adventure and was finally seeing Moch Muncher C play. <laughs> yeah. So. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's not what matters. The matters is it seeing play. It's seeing play because it, be, because it smacks the crud out of Big and Druid. It's like, oh, you want to you want to play biggest... a six mana uh, minion? Yeah. Well, I have a full board and I savage roar well before you have the chance to do that. So. Yeah, and Big and Druid is by far the most popular deck on the ladder. Correct. And it has been since week one of the uh, Galagron's Awakening because Wing Guardian is dumb. Leviosa. <laughs> yeah, that deck it's... has so much untargetable, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's great because it crushes Sap. Oh, yeah. Don't mind that. I, I'm not a big fan of it when I'm playing against it with uh, Mage, but you know. Eh. And then finally, we have you know it, you love it, Quest Druid. Still a thing. Turns out yep, that. Sorry, a bit of a tick up with Rising Winds, but it's. I think it's the least popular archetype. Uh, I think it's, it's the least powerful good. out of the three. I don't know about least powerful, but it's still good. Like. Um... Yeah, like. like... You can't really go wrong with Druid right now, and I know Quest Druid is powerful right now. Yes. Um, it just kind of weaker to the more aggressive decks that you see. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's a more consistent deck, I think, than the Inbig and Druid, which is so reliant on getting, um, you know, if not Inbig and then Breath of Dreams being a huge component to it. Yeah, um, the strength in numbers has proven to be a really, really uh, good card in that deck. If you can get that down, if that's your turn one play, yeah, and you get to cut, and you've managed to couple it with either the Embiggen or the, or or the Breath of Dreams, so that you can get that completed a turn earlier, it it can be backbreaking when it pulls out an evasive, uh, with the 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 rusher. Uh, the five three rush. The evasive worm. worm. I think it's the evasive draconoid. Is it draconoid? No, no. The evasive draconoid is the, the seven worm, seven. The worm, I think you're uh, the worm. I think is the one you're talking. I think yeah. is the one I'm talking about. The five okay. three. The with six rush. mana five three with rush yeah, and a divine right. shield. Or or Zilliax, if it pulls Zilliax out, or the Winged Guardian. I mean, any of those options, yeah. and you're just like, I want to. Anything that's been I hit, destroy it, my. I was gonna say anything just, that's been hit by Inbigan is right. perfectly fine. So, there's probably not a deck in the meta right now that I dislike more than Inbigan Druid, and it's just, and it and it's not that I, I it it feels like. You can't if your opponent draws even moderately well. It feels like it can't be beat. Play Mac Paladin. Yeah, I tried. We're 
I'm going to have to have you show me how to properly play because I, I was not able to play it very well. And I was farming druids with it. It's so go. good against druid. Oh, yeah. Um, it beats the crud out of druids. So. All right. Well, let's hey. move on to our next class where we have hunter. Um, so Highlander is still a thing. Highlander hunter is still a thing. And I will eat crow on this one because I said that the Highlander dragon hunter would not be a thing until post-rotation. Apparently, people are just playing it over Subject 9 now, so I'll take the L on that one. Yeah. Uh, Rottenest Drake is really good, and the the Stormhammer is really good, and it's it seems like it's enough that with with that deck that the, it's enough to consider doing it over those over the secret secret package and subject nine so i'll skip really i feel like i see more like dragon face like face hunter that runs dragons where they just focus on getting the hammer down and it's like the face deck but it doesn't run the side quest it just runs a bunch of dragons and tries to kill you like that by swinging the hammer as many times as humanly possible, playing the corrosive breath, um, and all of that nonsense, the rottenest drake. Um, oh, and the new, the thing that uh, becomes free when you do four damage in a turn, the demon. Yeah, the frenzied failing or something like that, frenzied. Yeah. Failing? I think. Felwing, yeah. It's a demon, Felwing. so Felwing yeah. would make sense. Yeah. Felwing. Yeah. That I've seen that a lot just because it's like, oh, here's a free three three. So I feel like dragon in face I guess face is still a thing, but I haven't seen it mm-hmm. in a while. But um, uh, I saw it a decent amount of my climb to legend. Okay. Um but I haven't played a whole lot since I hit it. So I don't know if the uh play rate has dropped significantly from my point it's... of view it has but that's just from you know round rank five to three yeah i think i think higher lower in the you know right around 10 and stuff is where that's still seeing a fair amount of play just because i think more people are gravitating towards the dragon hunter because it, it it's a bit more resilient whereas face hunter kind of just Folds like a cheap card table if they have any any semblance of a uh, a heal package at all mm. in their deck, whereas the the dragon hunter has ways of overcoming uh, a decent amount of heal mm-hmm. and, and has removal options that makes it so that you know you're not necessarily sinking a whole bunch of damage into minions you don't want to sink damage into. Well, when like I said, when I was climbing, I saw more face hunters, and I think that was due to the prevalence of rogues and in big and druid, which their heal package is Zilliax. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. And then finally, quest hunter is still a thing. People are still playing quest hunter. I was no. playing quest hunter. It's it's good. It's it, interesting. It, like, it's it's uh, like some of the cards that are uh, like the new the captain. The, the, or the sky general yeah crag, crag is 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 a nice card for the for that deck and it just it's it's unassumingly powerful and it it really does i mean you can pretty consistently complete the quest by about turn seven or eight and then you, you know 
most of the time then you can potentially create a board that then has that, that you can start putting that hero power to that can really uh get damage up quickly you know the i've biggest, seen oh god the biggest weakness i want to say about the deck i've seen is if they have to play unleash the hounds before they complete the quest they just they can't win anymore like because the way you generally win is you Leroy unleash the Hounds hero power for 10 mana and then uh, you deal a lot of face damage that way. My experience playing against it is that if they're in the position where they have to play unleash the Hounds, you no longer fear that combo and you can just... It's a lot easier to take board control when you're not concerned about it and they've also lost their burst damage from there. So it's kind of like they've lost their win condition um and it, it becomes really hard for them to win I, I, in playing it i would i would agree with that that's i i mean i definitely try not to use unleash the hounds but i think you can get away with using one if you absolutely have to but i you tend to try and figure out other ways to clear minions if you absolutely before the quest is done so that way then you can use that burst I've seen I've seen classes just playing quests for the the quest package where they're not trying to complete the quest. And I've seen it in Rogue and it's bad, so don't do it, please. <laughs> I saw someone in Druid do it and they pulled the absolute nuts. They pulled like both of the licensed explorers and the questing adventurers and like it was just stupid. They just played it like a token deck and they were able to just kill me on like turn five because they had like two additional coins, all these extra cards, and that was ridiculous. You don't... That, that, that shouldn't I, get rewarded with a nut draw. I'm no, sorry. it shouldn't, it just... but it happens. It happens. I mean, it probably takes a nut draw to actually do anything. Oh, yeah, so. I would imagine so. So, next yeah, up... Don't, we don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Next up, we have Mage, um, and they have Highlander. Highlander Mage is still a thing. Highlander Dragon Mage. So, um, Dragon Caster is still a thing. You can still play Lunas. It's not doing too much differently now. Reno. Reno seems really solid. Poofing boards is fun. So, Like I've said, the best part about Reno has been the Trolled End Clips. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it does what it does. Some games it's going to do nothing. Some games it's going to win you the game. Some games it's going to lose you the game, you know? Yeah. Um, not if, much else to say. I was going to say, if you need that battle cry, I mean, it's there for the battle cry. Yeah. And the battle cry can generally pull you out of a lot of situations. And even with some bad uh, draws off of Reno, it can put you in a winning position, so... You just uh, hope it doesn't cast, um, what were the worst ones? Uh, Forbidden Words, mm-hmm. um, Surrender to Madness. Screech is that, pretty bad. Uh, Myra's. Void Contract, the one that cuts down yeah. half your deck. Void Contract, or um, what was it? Grave Ruins, I think. Yeah. I think those were the. I think there was another one, not uh, um, Void Contract. There was another spell that was like the five worst spells to be cast off yeah. of it. 
I, um, I saw that too. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, so as long as it's not one of those five, you know, you're fine. Shriek, Shriek seems pretty bad too. I've had it cast a few times. Um, I'd void contract, burn wick or uh, corrupted bloods in my opponent's deck, but not mine. <laughs> oh well, no! You were playing Hakara, so no, no, I was not playing Hakara. I uh, um, Conjurer's calling. Was playing... No, you... oh, okay. I got him off Conjuring calling. Um, Calico's. okay, yeah, okay. So no, I'm not playing Hakara in that deck. I literally you draw too quickly some of the time, so he's real. I, I, I noticed that both Nicolaus and I actually entertained the idea that you had naturally put a car into your Highlander mage deck. That's and fair. I wouldn't like, doubt it. You know what? That doesn't seem out of, <laughs> out of pla- place for you. He would do that it. That seems like he something would you would do. Yeah, that's fair. It's true. It is something I would do, but I do not have a car. It was just a uh, conj calling um, off of uh, Calgos. So next up, we have Paladin with Mech Paladin. It's um, good. You yeah. should play it. Skyclaw. <laughs> Skyclaw good. As long as you're not playing against rogues, you are a-okay. So. Yeah. Because Sap Rex Magnetic. And it's annoying. And I hate that card so goddamn much. <laughs> if you're getting annoyed with uh, and Druid, this is a definitely a good kick to the teeth for them. So. Yeah, it's super hard for the Inbigan Druid to win. I think it's like a 75% win rate for the Mac Paladin. That sounds about right. Um, Priest. I was just going to say, the the games I tried playing Mac Paladin, I never got Christology on turn one, which is definitely a help. Well, there's uh, your problem. And, and, and there's part of the problem. And then I was running into a lot of Highlander decks who were using Zephyrus to find uh, some sort of heal or board clear. Or like a uh, silencer board clear that then made things rather annoying to deal with. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really played the deck, so I played against it, and Highlander Mage does all right against it. So, um, next up we have Priest, which Res Priest with or without quest. So, seems like Priest has one archetype. I have seen. Uh, multiple times priest decks without quests, Galakron priest, where they just try and res as many, uh, what's you what do you call it? bad luck albatrosses as humanly possible and run it like uh the weasel priest deck, if you remember that. I've actually played a little bit of it. Um. It's kind of funny when your opponent's a Highlander deck and you've resurrected like eight albatrosses. Uh, on the other hand, it was really annoying going against a control Highlander control warrior where it was going to fatigue and he had six extra cards in his deck because of the albatrosses. Um, so that wasn't very fun. But yeah, the uh, Vicious Syndicate is saying that the, res pa- that the uh, quest package um, is generally inferior to having double time rip plus Galakrond. Um, mm-hmm. Which is interesting. But okay. It is interesting. Speaking of Galakrond, we have Rogue. <laughs> and Galakrond. Shocking. Rogue. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you can play Highlander. 
you cannot play Highlander and just play regular Calicron Rogue. Both are very good. Yeah, I mean, the regular two of Galicron is is I think probably uh, the better statistically one. better just yeah. because of the redundancy and the invokes and things like that. Yeah, I think that's the second most popular deck um, behind Invigen Druid. Makes sense. I mean, it's stupid good. So yeah, it, I don't I think imagine- it did it. I don't even think it got anything. That it's using from Awaken. Gal- no, Awaken. I think it's just. I think it's the same Sky, thing. Sky Vatir was seeing play initially, but uh, it, it the the stats on it were were not that it. I, I mean, it, it's nice to have that extra one draw, an extra card draw uh, that that card can have. But I I think it's it seems like more and more people are just not running that and just going back to the pre Galakron. Galakron's Awakening version of the deck. I feel like Sky Vatir will see some play after the rotation. They'll find a place Pro- there, so... I would... I could see that. But drawing... Being able to draw three free cards, you know, three cards that cost zero with Tog, and then another four from a fully invoked Galakron, I yep. could definitely... And then have, you know, Edwin that can be huge if it gets oh, to yeah. combo a bunch of cards. Yeah, right? It's like that's just a good. You say that they Galakron Rogue literally loses zero cards in rotation. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. Well, every never single mind. card is from this year or from Classic Basic. Well, I figure. So. I figure there there might be a new. Okay, so it might not see play next year. Who knows? <laughs> okay, sorry. I thought they might be losing something, but I wasn't thinking fully. I just. Kind of no, no, it's that. a it's a reasonable thought. It's just they Wrong. actually don't lose anything. <laughs> they lose uh they lose Zilliac Snip Snap, which is not run in every single version, but like that's it. That's that's the only thing that they lose. Okay, the next next class is Shaman. This is gonna be very visual. Uh, pause for me lifting my uh, hands in the air and looking very confused as to what you're doing playing Shaman. So Apparently, Aggro Shaman is good. Nobody's playing it. It's yeah. probably a good reason. Like When when a deck is, has a very, very low play rate um, and people are successful with it, it's because, generally because like a small number of people are playing it and um... You know they're having success because of where they are in the in the meta, or um, Skill they're level. just super familiar with it and are like super dedicated to it. You know, like that. Um, you know the the people who are only going to be playing shaman, basically. Um, mo- most people have moved away from it, and I think that's with very good reason. So, I mean, the the only thing we looked earlier is Galcron Shaman or Quest Galcron Shaman. Those are the only... And, like, think about how many cards on that deck has been nerfed already, like... Yeah. yeah. Pretty much it, their entire so, core. Yeah, I mean... um, What, like, two of the Invoke cards, the Invoke Payoff card, the Faceless Corruptor... Like they've lost, they've taken so many hits that, yeah, I. Yeah, exactly. 
So next up we have Warlock, Galkron Control, and Zoo. So I think that Fey Wing that we were talking or Fell Wing that we were talking about earlier kind of adds to Zoo. That card I feel like does a lot for aggressive decks. A free stat, you know, three three on the board. If you get that down early enough, that's a great. Um, I think it actually works too if you damage yourself, doesn't it? I don't think so. I think it's. I don't remember. I like. I got one in my hand at some point in time, and the cost was going down on my opponent's turn. Cost one less for each damage dealt to your opponent this turn. Okay, well then so. I'm not sure what was happening. It might have been a glitch, and it was just something weird that like I had one in my hand and it was going down on my opponent's turn while he was hitting me. So I was like, "What the?" I didn't know what that was. So okay, I've been playing. I've been playing the uh, the Galakron Zulok over mm-hmm. on the free to play account because that deck is actually fairly inexpensive from a dust standpoint but uh, like we're talking at um ranks 15 to, to 10 and it's as i'm getting further and further up uh it's uh getting more and more difficult to find wins and it's just because that deck it while it can while it has some potential to have unfair plays when it comes to like a, a very cheap sea giant uh, and can rush some of these slower decks down like the Highlander Mage deck or something like that, it, it does it, it, it's not as unfair as some other decks. And so you uh, if they have one well-timed card, it just feels like you're, you're, you get stonewalled, unfortunately. Yeah, we're at the point is how unfair your deck is, and if your deck's playing fair, then it might as well not be played at all most of the time. I mean, it's hard to play a fair deck when there are four sets. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to play a fair deck when there are six sets, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I mean... And I'm it, using the term fair as kind of loosely yes, there, because... Of course. Yeah. Four four free demons and a and a five two weapon. If you can get that down on you know around, on or around turn seven, that could feel pretty unfair. But yes, yeah. yeah but I mean, like, yeah. You think about look, what 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 was unfair back in Rise of Shadows was Evil Miscreant being so strong it had to be nerfed, mm-hmm. and then we get to Descent of Dragons where we had how many nerfs, and now we have Big Injured doing stupid things and. You know, all the Highlander, like, yeah, the, le- the level of unfairness has gone up dramatically. Yeah, it's true. Dread sucks for, <laughs> for Zoolog. <laughs> Absolutely yes. sucks. I do not want to see a Druid when I play that deck. Of course not. And finally, we have Warrior with Galakrond Warrior, which is the one of the more popular decks on the ladder. Is that number three uh, or four? It no, was for like, a while. Uh, the the data that I have, just the free HS replay um, stats, have Warrior as like the second least popular class. Oh, really? It's shifted that much in like a week? But um, 
like the stats are saying that it's very good when it is being played um but nobody's playing it you know i don't have i can't break it down until like the past week so i don't know for sure but and my entire climb yeah like it's gotten more popular recently but like i know when i was doing my climb i saw like zero warriors which is great because mech paladin sorry uh sucks against uh uh, Galakron Warrior. I'll try and catch that in a post. No it's promises. Like Forty minutes. Yeah. Forty minutes. Um. Yeah. <laughs> R- That's my first skipper, one. In... His, R- Risky Skipper actually does help that deck a fair amount, and I mm-hmm. and it does have decent matchups with. Uh, if you're using the Armor Smith, it has a decent matchup against the. The dragon hunter deck and it has tools to potentially handle uh token druid and you know some of some of these other decks and so it actually is fairly decent i've had some success playing it over the over the last few days uh but it's 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 not as flashy i think as as say rogue is with, no, with regards to doing what it's trying to do, and so it does. It does sort of. I I think it, it saw an uptick in play, but it hasn't seen as much of an uptick in play as as a deck that is performing as well as that deck is doing should be getting. Yep. Yeah, I do think that it is one of the. It's probably the Galakrond deck that relies the most on drawing Galakrond. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes it a harder um, ask, I guess. Like, if you don't have the um, Korkron or Frothing or, you know, whatever into um, Inner Rage, into Bloodsworn Mercenary, starts smoking you down. Um, it doesn't have a lot beyond that. Um, what used to give it the staying power was the uh, Scion plus Dragon Breeder or Scion plus um, Barista. And it really, de- like, that, that package has been cut. Um, so you're only getting the two Scions per game. You need to upgrade. You need to invoke twice before you play them. Um it has benefited quite a bit from the fell wing, but yeah, it, it is more reliant, like I said, on like actually drawing the invoke in the Galakron cards than you know some of the other ones. Like Rogue is a amazing deck, even if you don't play Galakron. Yeah, like even if even if it's like the last card in your deck, you can still have a good chance of winning that. Whereas I don't feel that's really the same case for Warrior. That's fair. I feel like I want the warrior card fully invoked before I play Galakron in a lot of cases, whereas I feel like getting two cards and no weapon off the rogue Galakron isn't as big a deal. Yeah, I would say so. Okay, guys, so that's kind of just a quick peek at the meta and what all the classes are playing. So, Mage, you want to go over this week's uh, poll question, kind of in relation to the out-of-cards uh, posts? 
Yes. So we did during the news segment talk about the year of the Raven and its impending rotation to into wild. And so we would like to know which year of the Raven expansion will you miss in standard the most? There's, there's definitely a lot of cards to think about some mechanics and stuff as well, though. Some of that stuff is continuing but is it the Witchwood? Is it the Boomsday Project? Or will it be Rustican's Rumble? So let us know which one you will miss the most in Standard, and we will talk about your responses on next week's show. I miss awesome. Baku and Gen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll miss Witchwood even more. Good thing there's yeah. Wild, Fair and Balanced. God, I don't, I've never really played a Wild. <laughs> You can find the show on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can email the show at doctor, uh, Dr3HS at gmail.com. You can go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes and uh, feel free to contact us and let us know what you think of the show. Yeah, and you can find myself at Daring Alkaline on Twitter. Nick? You can find me on Twitter at Nicolaius123. And Mage. I'm on Twitter as well, at MageDeath. And then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm on Twitch at twitch.tv slash MageDeath. Also, go to our Twitter, join our Discord. Top pin tweet. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Come hang out. We'll have some fun discussing stuff. So We're going gonna, gonna to be talking about cards here soon. Or and, at, least, at least a rotation. A new year of the dot, dot, dot. Yeah, our... our um, our our channel was really good during reveal season because Nicolaius was really like spot on. Like the second it hit, it was posted in our um in our Discord uh, Descent of Dragons channel. So whatever the new expansion is, there will be a channel and images will be imported pretty quickly. So it'll be a good place to sit and talk about things that are coming down the line. So as always, you've been listening to. Doctor Three.